0: Laura Entry Williams, and you're listening to Adopting It Forward. Adopting It Forward allows people to share their adoption stories in order to encourage you wherever you are in your adoption marathon, from bystander to runner-in-training to participant. Enjoy today's story. Welcome to the Adopting It Forward podcast. I'm your host, Laura Gentry-Williams, and on today's show, it's the third episode. We're going to hear from Viola, our good friend David and Mindy's daughter that you heard about on episode number two. Viola is just starting her first semester at university, at University of Texas A&M, and we're so excited for her, so proud of her, but I got to sit down with her right before she left, like a week before and we discussed all kinds of things. She talked candidly about being a black American with white parents and how that has been an interesting journey. She's had different things happen in that situation, and she shares about that. She shares about her adoption story and how that went. She is just amazing. She's smart, beautiful, and you're going to love hearing from her. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Viola. Well, here we are. Welcome, Viola. I'm so glad that you're here. This is so fun. And when people hear the name Viola, they're probably going to know what we're talking about because do you know what your dad has done? He has discussed you just a little bit. That's weird, right?
1: Yeah. I, he tells lots of stories, <laughs> so I'm not sure what you're talking about.
0: He's a good storyteller. Yes. Yeah. very. I think much. she is. Yes, I I like his story. So welcome and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, as you said, my name's Viola and I just graduated high school and I'm going to Texas A&M. Yeah. And I am studying biomedical science. I have like a passion for medicine and helping people. And yeah,
0: I did not study medical science at Texas a and <laughs> I was the one on the bike with the shorts and the t-shirt. Even if it was raining, I was still riding my bike because, you know, PE majors, you'll see us, you'll, you'll recognize us. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. Everyone always says, wow, that sounds like a really hard major. I'm like, well,
0: I don't know. I guess we'll see. I know. I really want to talk about some of that because I'm sure I I would think a lot of I hope a lot of people are listening to this that maybe are also college freshmen and they're like, oh, my gosh, we may even come back and see how you're doing in a few weeks after you get going. This is a crazy mm. year.
1: Yes, it definitely is. Mm.
0: And so tell us. So you're going to start A&M in just a week or so. But you also tell us about your family.
1: Um, so I was adopted about almost 10 years ago, It'll be 10 years in October and i have four older siblings and then in uganda i have quite a lot of siblings not sure of the exact number but yeah huge wow. family <laughs> and then two youngers <laughs> oh yes yeah, so i have here. two younger biological siblings here yeah
0: wow yeah so there's a lot of family happening lots and lots <laughs> of family <laughs> so everywhere you go it's a big house. And you have how many nieces and nephews?
1: I have two nieces and nephews. And then I have one that's on the way. So, so exciting.
0: We love this. Yes. So, well, awesome. I'm so excited you're doing this Is you're the first time. This is my first time to interview someone who's been adopted and you've been adopted 10 years ago. And I feel like The reason I wanted to do this, I just want to tell you is because we're do we've been doing this Bible study at our house and of course, your mom and I have discussed (laughs) and our kids actually discussed not to put you on the spot, but we discussed how awesome it's been to have you in this group because, well, our kids have been been in the country seven years, but a lot of the kids who've been adopted, you know, are kind of or definitely behind you as far as our family, friends, and that kind of thing, and just to see you getting ready to launch is just so exciting, and the kids are enjoying watching you and just think, oh my goodness, that'll be me someday, but also just the way you're beginning, and you've probably been doing this for a while, I don't know, but the way that you've been verbalizing some of the things, and I would imagine you're going to be doing a lot more of this, at least for me, college was a time to really kind of reflect and analyze and about your family and the different things. So I really appreciate you doing this because I feel like I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> it's been fun for me to watch. So um, do you know the story your dad told about you? I am not familiar you with that. I can only imagine. So he told about the Viola story, how he knew some other people. It's someone else mm-hmm. named Viola. And then he met the lady in church. Her name was Viola. It was just so cool. It was Really inspiring to me how God used your name. Do you remember anything about, like, before we get to the adoption story, do you remember, though, about like, did you ever want your name changed or anything? Do you remember feeling that way? Yes.
1: For the longest time, I wanted my name to be Violet oh. because I never, I've never met anybody else named Viola. And I thought, oh, that's so weird. I just want something else that other people have. So, yeah. And
0: now, how do you feel about it?
1: Um, I really like my name. I like how unique it is. And I feel like the name itself kind of explains me in a way. So, yeah, I'm definitely happy I kept
0: it. <laughs> mm, oh, I know. I love it. And it, it is. It definitely is unique. But then with your dad telling, I mean, like, it's just a yes. circle. That's what the Lord wanted. I know my kids wanted their names changed too. Some of the kids at different times have needed a name change for whatever reason. They're like, So kids are like, oh, just let's have a new name. Why not? I mean, yeah. I kind of wanted that when I was a kid too. It's like, because oh, my name's pretty vanilla. Everyone was named <laughs> Laura in my, my generation. So not that there's anything wrong with that. But I was going to ask you this. I don't know how this answer is going to go. And I didn't give you a whole lot of time to think about it, but. Do you know your earliest memory in Uganda? Well, okay. I,
1: yes, my earliest memory was when I was three years old and it was when my sister was born because my mother had told me not to go in the room because she was having, uh, she was going birth at home and she had a midwife and I was supposed to be at my aunt's house. Well, (laughs) I did not stay and I ended up, Actually walking into the room while she was giving birth, and I don't know, I probably had memories before that, but that's the most like
0: that's bare. yeah head. yes. that would yeah, so. that would definitely be in your head after you <laughs> see something like that, but that's also kind of cool because you can tell your sister that I saw you
1: come into the world. <laughs> oh, yes, I did.
0: A lot of people would say. In the adoption world that when you were adopted, how old were you when you were actually when you actually came to the States? I was eight. And And a lot of people would say that is pretty old as far as adoption. I think most people think of adoption as adopting babies or Mm -hmm. like two year olds three kind of thing. And you do you have a lot of memories of Uganda from when you before you came to America? Yeah, I have a lot of memories. I
1: have a lot of like in the village through the, like the different places I stayed throughout the adoption. And yeah, I have pretty good memories.
0: Wow. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Do you remember when you, when you met Mindy when she came over? At all, I don't or? remember
1: the exact,
0: f- like the first
1: time I met her, but it kind of just like melds into each other. It's like there's a point where I didn't know her, but then. Slowly. like they came yeah.
0: at multiple I guess that during your adoption process they kind of came quite a few times, right? Mm-hmm. So it all yes. was just like, oh, this is my new family and this is what's happening. Yeah. Do you remember was that something that people talked about in your community before this started happening to you? Did you know other children who were being adopted or
1: No, I was not familiar with adoption. I knew like they always talked about America and like Europe and places like that. But actually, like kids being
0: adopted was not talked about at all. Okay, so it wasn't like, oh, my goodness, I hope that happens to me. Once the the process started, what did you feel like the conversation? Do you remember the conversations around you? Do you remember people talking and saying this is what's going to happen to you or? There was a lot of people
1: not wanting me to be adopted because It's like believed that when kids get adopted from Uganda and taken to America, they're used like for body parts and all these other crazy things happen to them. So it was kind of not encouraged and people were like, oh, you shouldn't do it. But a lot of it, too, was envy because everyone wanted to come to America. And I guess they saw it as unfair that I got the opportunity to go. So
0: what did people say, adults and kids, but probably mostly adults, are telling you all these things? Mm-hmm. What were adults saying about America? What was the perception? Do you remember?
1: It was like a paradise, and people never went hungry in America. There was always money, and it was just the perfect place to be, and everyone
0: wanted to go there. It was like a heaven on earth. Yes, heaven <laughs> on earth. <laughs> so, adoption, were you thinking you're going to go over with this family, hang out for a little bit, and then you'll come back to Uganda? Or did you have any idea what this was going to mean for your life? I
1: did not think that I would just stay for a little bit. In my mind, I knew like I was staying, like this was going to be my new way of life, my new family. And yeah, it was just, it was set. Okay.
0: You knew like, well, that's it. And were you feeling, I mean, I think these are a lot of questions that people, especially who adopt older children, they're like, we're taking you to a different way of life. And this will be so much different from than what you're used to, which it is. And did you feel like I'm sad about leaving my country? Was there any of that going through your mind as you were coming to America? I
1: think... My comprehension wasn't as it is right now. And so I didn't really understand, I guess. And so I didn't think about it. Like, did I miss Uganda? Am I going to miss it? Am I going to miss my family? Am I going to miss all of this? It's just something that I wasn't taught to miss people. I wasn't taught to show my emotions or feel my emotions. So I didn't really comprehend what was going on.
0: Well, had you ever been asked your opinion about anything?
1: Yes. I remember a few times my mom and dad, Mindy and David, they asked, like, told me what was going on and asked me, like, is this really what you want to do? And I remember that conversation.
0: And Yeah, I said yes, (laughs) of course. Oh, because here you are. Yes. Mm -hmm. Once you got, do you remember when you first came? I mean, I do because you were a little and so cute. But <laughs> Do you remember when you first came?
1: Yes. I remember walking off the airplane and walking through the door and there's all these people there and everyone was saying, oh, welcome home, Viola. And they had all these gifts and lots of hugs. And yeah, I that's like one of the best memories.
0: So I it have. was a good memory. Yes. That's great because some kids do not take it as a great memory. <laughs> They're like, there's so many people here. Oh my goodness. You know, it's oh, so overwhelming. Do you think being older helped a little bit with that? With the. Definitely.
1: It's just, I think, yes, I didn't have a lot of comprehension, but I understood to a certain point. And it helped having all those people there because it was
0: kind of like confirmation that these people actually want me. Mm, so that's so neat. And. You'd seen pictures, I guess, of your soon-to-be, you know, siblings and all this, but then you got to see them in person, Mm -hmm. and I remember this. I don't know if you do at all, but the first time you came over here, your whole family came over, and you swam for the first time, and we were like... This is the cutest little girl I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you were so excited to be in the water and just, <laughs> do you remember any of that? Or, I mean, it was so long ago. I don't remember the swimming, but I do remember I came here
1: once and it was snowing. Yes, And that was the first time I'd seen okay. snow. So.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I still, that's going to make me cry because I just love that little picture of you spinning around in the snow. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So. Our kids came later, and through your adoption and a couple some other children from another family as well, your family and their family began this amazing project that is now what our kids came from, I guess you'd say. Do you remember the beginning of that ministry? And
1: Yes, I remember walking out in the middle of like nowhere. To where Suvi, which is a project, where going to be. And I don't remember the details of it. I just remember being there and people talking about it. But yeah.
0: Oh, wow. That's so great. Yeah. It was while y'all were still in the process of before you even came here. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't realize it was actually that far back. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Again, I mean, it did take a little bit to build it and all that. But then since then, you have ministered in that project you've gotten to see a lot of neat things happen through Mm -hmm. that so many kids um what did you think when I know there were a group of you that were adopted and then these other kids started to be adopted as well what did that do for you as far as community did that do you feel like that helped? I mean, I felt like you helped our kids in a lot of ways because you already were a little bit Americanized by the time all that started <laughs> yes. happening. I wasn't very
1: close to them, I guess, because I didn't know them, and there were points where it was good to get together and just having someone else who kind of came from the same situation definitely helps you and yeah, I kind of felt like I stepped in as a older mentor in a Definitely. way, kind of.
0: So, yeah, I think it helped grow me and my leadership skills. Because you kind of needed to turn around then and say, OK, now I've been here this amount of time. So now I'm going to turn. I know what you're. Yes. I mean, did yeah. you recognize the look on some of their faces and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that.
1: Yeah, the awe of seeing so much food. That was one of the first things I remember. Really? So much food. Yes. Like
0: do you remember the first time you went to the grocery store?
1: No. Actually I do not remember the first time.
0: <laughs> what was the so much food that you remember the most? I just
1: like people eating three meals a day. That was like mind blowing to me. And you can eat at a restaurant, you can eat at a grocery store, get food there. And it's just yeah. I think coming from available. yeah, a place where everything had to be grown and you were you usually had like one meal a day. So that was very exciting
0: to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean, were you worried about what you were going to eat when you got here at all? Do you remember any of that? No, I was not really worried. That was really good. Yeah. Just
1: there for the ride, the airplane. I mean, I got offered food on the airplane, ice
0: creams. Yeah. <laughs> Completely spoiled. Oh, yes. Awesome. So let's go to some of the hard conversations that are going on right now. There's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of conversations that are going around with race right now, mm-hmm. which has happened since you've been here, right? Yes. Do you remember it? it? How do you feel? Do you feel like these events that have happened recently have made things different with you or as far as the conversations that are going on? What have you felt as far? I mean, do you remember at the beginning feeling like, oh, I look different than my parents or do you remember that at all? Or is it just kind of.
1: I like to say I was really blind to race and like the different skin colors And I never noticed it until probably sixth grade when people started like telling me, oh, like you have a different skin color than your parents. That's kind of weird. Or like there's racism going on and people saying, well, you're black and all these other things. And so I was very ignorant of it in the beginning. But I think with everything that's going on now, more is starting to come out and I'm starting to realize more. And I don't know, it doesn't really I feel like I'm not very affected just because I don't I can't relate to the people who were born here, who've lived through all this other stuff, because I have a totally different experience with white people and I have a totally different experience with race. And yeah, it's just
0: so did you you didn't notice or when you were younger, did you notice people looking at your family? Yes, I
1: did notice it, but like I said, I didn't know what it was. I just kind of thought, well, she must think I'm pretty or something. Like she keeps (laughs) staring at me.
0: I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So you didn't feel like, I guess in our community, we are fortunate because there are, do you feel like when you look around, you see people like you or do you notice or did you notice even?
1: I really did not notice. It's just... Yeah, it's something that I've started to notice the older I've gotten. But beginning, I didn't notice any of it. Mm
0: -hmm. And did you feel like at school, did you feel like you were treated differently?
1: Not necessarily treated differently, but people, I guess, started to educate me Mm -hmm. or they thought they were educating me on like what I should be feeling, why this is considered mean and why this is something that... People have been, like, arguing forever, and I guess it was good because I did gain an understanding of it, but I kind of missed that ignorance of not seeing, like, what people are saying. Right, the innocence that came
0: with just living your life with your family. Yeah. I've heard you guys, but you guys do joke about it because you are obviously yes, look different than your parents. So what are some of the things that you do to kind of, in your family? I think
1: family-wise we just kind of all joke about it because we all know we're different skin colors i mean it's pretty clear you can see it and yeah we just say oh like i don't know you're the only black person here or <laughs> look there it goes i don't know it's just yeah it's very light-hearted mm-hmm. when we talk about Fun. it yeah
0: and so you did have an incident at school. I don't know. Was that last year or year before last? It was three years ago. Yes.
1: I was going through my Instagram and I just had it for a little bit. And this girl, one of people who goes to my school, had sent my name to this other person and said, hey, what do you think about her? And so this person responded and she said, well... She's really pretty and she's smart, but I feel like she uses the fact that she has white parents to think that she's better than other black people. And that was probably the first time that it was so like bold and in my face, like attacking me for my skin color and the fact that my parents are different than me. And that's probably like the first time I realized that Racism is like it's there and it's still happening. And even though I'm pretty ignorant of it and I try not to focus on it, there's things like I can't miss, especially when people start talking about like my family, because I see it as like these people decided to adopt me when nobody else wanted to. And so they gave me an opportunity to go to school, to live in America and all these great things that I've accomplished. And I couldn't have done that without them. And so when people start attacking them or attacking me because of them, I just I can't take that. And so I've started to be very like vocal about my opinion on like you can talk about me being black. I don't care because I know that I'm black and I'm not offended, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't like attack my family. And so, yeah, it's just something that's been happening. And I've really had to
0: start to address it. So you're finding your voice, which is great because you're about to go to college. And that's I feel like that's one of the the way you're expressing it is amazing to me. I love the things that you say because you are aware now and you talked about your innocence before. And that's something that sometimes as parents, we do want to bubble wrap our kids and just keep them. We don't want their feelings to be hurt and all these different things. But you seem to be now at a point where you're like, yes, this is hard, but I can verbalize what I need to say and be strong in that. Yeah, because you need to be strong. That's one thing that's pretty unfair, I feel like. But as women and as A black American woman, African-American woman, it's I love your strength in this. And I'm praying that you keep that in college (laughs) because you may hit some hard places. I mean, that's you probably will hit some hard places. And verbalizing is is a huge thing, especially for women, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel about going off to college now that we mentioned that? I am excited
1: but also a little bit nervous. Just it's a new environment and there's tons of people at a and Big play. And I'm coming from a pretty small school.
0: But yeah, overall, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you've already taken a couple of classes. So you yes. got your feet wet there. And yes, I think
1: academically, I'm prepared for the most part. It's just the social aspect and Finding friends, finding groups of people. And of course, with Corona and all these other social distancing and restrictions, it's hard to.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's trying to navigate that world. But yes, I know. So it's it's exciting. So what if let's say that someone's getting ready or thinking of adopting? What would be some advice as far as helping your child? adapt? Can you think of anything that you would tell them? Make them feel
1: included. Because I think one of the biggest things that parents tend to do, they want to protect their kids and they want to not tell them everything that's going on. And I think it's important to tell your kid exactly like the details of the adoptions and like what's going on and all of this. And it just kind of builds a little bit more bonding and a little more trust between the parent and the child. And especially
0: if you're older. Yes. Because you were big enough that you knew and how did that make you feel when David and Mindy like sat you down and just tried to explain everything to you? Did that make you feel like, oh, they're
1: Yeah, I felt including me. Yeah, I felt included and I felt like they were treating me like an actual like person instead of just a little kid and understanding what was going on to me helped me to cope in those situations and to have a better attitude about it, I guess.
0: No, that's really good advice. That's excellent. Um, As you were in the States, you were here for a little bit. Then you went back and you got to be a part of everything going on with your younger brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think your experience here, do you think that helped when you went back? It
1: definitely helped because... At first, when I came to America, I was like, this is paradise. I have reached heaven on earth. I am here. (laughs) And living here a little bit, I just kind of saw that, yes, there's more money. Yes, there's more food and everything, but it's still kind of the same. And going over there, it just made me appreciate everything that I had. And the situation that I was put in, like being adopted is a huge deal in Uganda. And yeah, and also being there and then coming back, it just gave me a better look on like
0: feel like you had different eyes when you went back. Yes, and Uganda is a wonderful place. It's Mm -hmm. not that it was Uganda was so bad, but your situation yes was so hard. And just do you remember at any point realizing a feeling of safety? Not that were perfectly safe. But as far as in your family, do you remember things like that?
1: Yes, I felt very safe. Because I mean, Uganda, anything can happen. I'm a female, anything like I'm not very protected there. It's not the the situation isn't good there. And so being here, I felt very safe. And I felt loved and included. Yeah,
0: I I remember your siblings how excited they were you know we talked about when your parents told your siblings and everything that you were they were adopting a girl and they were like oh what's you know and then when you came it was just like you'd always been here yeah in so many ways with all your older siblings and that kind of thing do you feel like they are truly your siblings in so many ways. Yes,
1: we definitely have like the relationships of brother and sister. And yeah, I just, I don't feel any different just because I'm a different color or I come from a different country. I feel very included and very welcomed. And yeah, like when I first came off, like Steph, my sister she had this little jacket for me and I still have it and yeah it's just they all showed a lot of affection towards me and it made it very easy to love them back so
0: oh I love oh that's so sweet you're gonna make me cry so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome so do you what are some things that are kind of funny in your family that we've been through six months of weirdness around. Mm -hmm. So is there anything in your house that you guys have done to kind of cope with the weird world we've been in?
1: We have cleaned out a lot of closets. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we start eating dinner together, which I was very busy. I did student council. I was Your senior
0: year. What what were your yeah you did Uh, everything?
1: I was student council president and then I was student body president. I was captain of volleyball team, captain of the basketball team and captain of the softball team. And I did uh, I was the person who spoke to the board and administration on behalf of the students. So I had a lot of like meetings and I had a lot of like last minute things and speeches I had to give. And then I was in charge of power, which is our weekly gathering at my school and yeah,
0: I had a lot of things I did. You are running that place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So you actually were home.
1: Yes, yeah. I did not spend a lot of time home my senior year for the most part. I would get home at like eight and then maybe would have time for dinner, but not a lot of time was spent with each other. And, and you had to
0: study in there yes, somewhere. So
1: yes. And... I'm kind of grateful for COVID for that, giving us time to just eat together, talk together as a family, play games and just get to hang out. Yeah, that's great. Especially
0: right here before you go off to college. That's really special. So that's cool. I hope a lot of kids say that. (laughs) Um, Hopefully. (laughs) I mean, they're ready. You're probably ready now to be launched. But you're like, yeah, "Yeah, that was a good base. It was awesome. I love that. Well, is there anything else you'd like to tell us? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure. Um, but no, I, re- I think this was great. I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. And I know your mom's sitting here, so she's loving it too. But <laughs> it's it, this was a big thing for you to do. And I appreciate it. And especially here, you're about to go off to college. And so many other kids are about to do the same thing or have just gone off. But did you ever dream that you would be going this far in your education?
1: No, I had no idea. In Uganda, I mean, I went to primary school and I would go if I wasn't helping with my mom or helping out the house. And so my education was not a huge part of my life. It wasn't something I really wanted to think about. And coming here, yes, I knew I was going, you know, middle school, high school, but I didn't think about after high school until probably two years ago and yeah it's crazy that I'm about to go to college
0: it's so it's surreal amazing it's so amazing and what a blessing yeah. well we're very proud of you <laughs> I mean I just can't even tell you but I just love everything you're gonna do and can't wait to see what yeah. happens in the future and thank you so much thank I really you appreciate for you doing me. this wasn't that an amazing conversation with Viola I'm so thankful for her and how she shared about her family, and how thankful she is for them, and all that they've done for her, and how God just brought her into this family for a reason. It's just such a picture of what God has done for us and how we're all adopted into his family. I love how she shared about the way her family included her from the beginning, not just her parents but all of her siblings as well, and they made her feel a part right at the beginning. It's just beautiful, and how Here she is getting ready to start college. Actually, she's there now. She's had a week of classes, and I'm sure she's nervous, but the way she expresses herself and how she can verbalize now some of the things that she's been through and the things that she's been feeling at different times, it's just, it was great to hear. And we've been having a Be the Bridge Bible study for teens at our house for, I don't know, a couple months or I don't know, a month and a half or so. And during that time, Viola shared some things with the kids. And a lot of the kids in our group were adopted families. And so they shared a lot of things. It was led by a good friend of ours who's an African-American. And he did a great job of just bringing some things out with the kids. And they asked questions. They shared some things. But those conversations were great for us to have. And Viola shared some things in that group that were just vital for us. And it opened up a lot of things that we didn't even know were needed as a conversation. So I feel like everything that's been going on in our country lately with racial reconciliation, the beginnings of that are being open and honest. And how Viola shared that she didn't even realize a lot of the things that were going on. And I feel like A lot of our kids don't and it needs to be, it needed to be brought to the forefront and I'm thankful for that. So I appreciate her coming and sharing and I hope you guys were blessed as much as I was by talking to her and hearing the things that she has to say and her maturity and just the excitement of launching out into the world. So I'm thankful for her and I'm thankful for you guys. And I hope you'll come back for our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Can you do me a huge favor? If you're enjoying the adoption stories, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode which drops every Wednesday. It would also really help if you could leave a positive review. Five stars if you've got them. Do you or someone you know have an adoption story to tell? please reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or through our website at largeentrywilliams.org. You can also find our show notes there. Today's show was edited by Will Rice. The whole thing was put together by my favorite guy, Stan. The website, largeentrywilliams.org, is managed by Leslie Serrano. Unconditional love and occasional mischief provided by Golden Doodles, Gus, and Coach. Thanks again for listening. Let's encourage each other as we are Adopting It Forward.